This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, companies are asking GSA to take steps to factor inflation into government contracts. While it was easier to answer the 2020 census questions online, that did open up some cyber issues. And the person in charge of investigating workforce issues at DHS is having his own practices looked into. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The General Services Administration needs to have an approach to more quickly adjust contracts to address supply chain and other price increases for vendors. The Coalition for Government Procurement wrote a letter to the Federal Acquisition Service asking what GSA's plans are to address inflation under government contracts. The CGP also wants GSA to address the economic price adjustment process, which is the only way vendors today can request a change in prices, and it can take months to finalize. The CGP says the current rate of inflation is having a negative impact on all vendors, but particularly small businesses. The frustrating and much-delayed $50 billion IT services solicitation finally got to the end of the beginning on Friday. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us why. Vendors hopefully, once and for all, submitted final bids to win a spot on the CIOSP4 IT government-wide acquisition contract from NITAC on Friday. After 16 amendments and 24 protests, which resulted in 10 months of delays, NITEC can finally begin reviewing proposals for this fourth-generation GWAC. NITEC says it plans to make awards under CIO SP4 by November, nearly eight months later than it initially planned. Additionally, NITEC plans to extend the current GWAC, CIO SP3, through November. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. DOD procurement officials now have much more latitude to spend money on R&D projects outside of the government's traditional acquisition rules. A newly signed class deviation makes clear that defense officials can set up commercial solutions openings worth up to $100 million with very few restrictions if they're pursuing innovative technologies. According to the new rule, individual projects do not need to be solicited or recorded in the government's public procurement website. And it's possible that even bigger procurements could fly under the public's radar. Awards above the $100 million threshold are allowed under the same rules as long as they're approved by senior Pentagon officials and reported to Congress. A secretive spy agency tries to make it easier for commercial companies to get in the door. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. As the agency in charge of highly classified spy satellites, the National Reconnaissance Office has some pretty high security standards. But the NRO is also looking to forge closer ties with a fast-growing commercial satellite industry. So it's taking a tiered approach to cybersecurity by letting new commercial firms start out with just some basic cyber defenses. Pete Mund leads the NRO's Commercial Systems Program Office. We did go out of our way to start at a fairly approachable level, but actually put those hooks in place to be able to accelerate and enhance their cybersecurity posture to better meet our needs in the future. Justin Doubleday. Federal News Network. The Census Bureau can learn from challenges with the 2020 Census to ensure a smoother rollout for the next decennial count. The Government Accountability Office says the Bureau's launch of an Internet response option helped it recover from delays brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. But GAO says this new infrastructure raises many privacy and cybersecurity challenges that require increased scrutiny. The Bureau tells GAO it can conduct smaller, more agile tests for the 2030 Census, given budget uncertainty from Congress. 
IRS struck a nerve with facial recognition, but it's shaking up how the rest of government verifies identities. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman explains. The IRS backing away from facial recognition technology is having a ripple effect on identity management in government. The vendor ID.me says it's making facial recognition optional for its services after its partnership with the IRS raised alarms within Congress. The vendor does business with 10 federal agencies and 30 states. Meanwhile, the General Services Administration says the team behind Login.gov is researching facial recognition technology, but won't implement these tools without rigorous review. Nearly 30 agencies use the site to manage online accounts. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. A former Navy nuclear engineer accused of trying to pass secrets to a foreign government is set to appear in court this afternoon. Jonathan Tobe previously pled not guilty to espionage-related charges. Court records list his appearance in Martinsburg, West Virginia today as a plea hearing. Those proceedings are typically used when defendants reach plea agreements with the government, but court records don't explicitly indicate whether that's what's happening this time. Tobe and his wife were arrested last October after he allegedly sold information about the design of nuclear-powered ships to an FBI agent posing as a foreign government representative. The Department of Homeland Security's Inspector General is facing his own investigation. The Council of Inspectors General on Integrity and Efficiency is looking into the conduct of DHSIG Joseph Cuffery. That's according to emails and documents unearthed by the Project on Government Oversight. Pogo reports that the Council's Integrity Committee is investigating whether Cuffery retaliated against former employees by hiring an outside law firm to investigate them. Cuffery has faced several complaints related to his management of the IG office since he was confirmed in 2019. Service members at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center are dealing with substandard housing conditions, and the Navy is now taking action. Here's Federal News Network's Scott Massioni. Recent reports exposed the lack of hot water, broken AC units, and other issues at Walter Reed. The Navy's now set up a website to update residents on the base about what repairs are being completed and when. The site also has a frequently asked questions section to help service members with housing concerns. Most recently, the Navy's working to fix hot water issues in two buildings. The Navy says it will post weekly updates on the status of repairs. Scott Massioni. Federal News Network. And the VA is starting a new cycle of grants aimed at helping seriously disabled veterans move around their house and do tasks. The VA is encouraging businesses and universities to apply for the grants by March 11th. The grants can be worth up to $200,000. To date, the VA has awarded 22 of the awards. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.